if you decide that I follow my way, um, you will find in every crisis something what uh, gives you inspiration to uh, to go on with. Whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, welcome to the Ballet Dance Life podcast. Here, we are diving deep into all facets of ballet dance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week, you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I'm honored that you are part of our dance tribe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ballet Dance Live podcast. We are continuing the series of our fourth episode with more interviews, more insightful and inspiring conversations, and more amazing guests. And our today's guest is Roxanne, a professional dancer, choreographer, and dance teacher from Germany with a 35-year-long career. Her charisma and virtuosity led her onto the biggest variety theater stages in Germany and Switzerland, as well as into the arena of circus environment. The approach she developed over three decades is inspired equally by the various dance traditions of the Near and Middle East, as well as modern dance, African dance, and ballet. Her dance path is really very unique and very inspiring, and coming from authentic and truly passionate approach of finding your place in the artistic world and being able to combine this inner fire and inner calling to self-expression in the environment of show business. It's interesting how different times uh, call for different decisions and different paths, but at the end of the day, it all comes to the same, that artistry is what's inside you, and your path may be different, maybe unusual, maybe unique, but it still will be uniting to the same idea of keeping artistry inside us and manifesting it in in the way that is truly authentic to ourselves. So I really hope this interview will inspire you to face your true soul calling and uh, hopefully will support you on possibly taking first steps towards your own path. So enjoy and let's dive in. Hello, dear Roxanne. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to our show. So happy to see you in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for inviting me. That was a very it's an honor to be um yeah to be here nice nice i'm looking very forward to the next time to this interview thank you mm -hmm. that's for sure very gonna be a very exciting uh, conversation i'm absolutely sure in it and i would love to start this conversation from the very beginning do you <laughs> remember your very first ballet dance class my, oh, I I remember it um, every day. Maybe because I'm very thankful for to um, to find this dance in my life. It was like a small fire. Was was um, yeah. Um, uh, I'm dancing since 
35 years now. And the first belly dance class I've ever, I've ever joined was in September 1985. Um, I gave already, I gave birth to my first son. He was, um, three months old. I was uh, living in a build-out truck. Um, I was 25, yes, and, and searching so hard for um, something what um, what what I can for to get really identify with. Mm-hmm. I traveled five years after finishing school. Um, um, on, on, yeah, to, to find something real. And violet um, costume in a purple, violet, blue costume, a sparkle everywhere on a party outside in the city in Berlin. There was something like a fair, artist fair. She danced, she moved, she played cymbals. And I was um, so attracted to this that I was standing there like somebody helped me. Yeah. And and she came from stage and I was standing there with my one meter and 80 length with my little boy on the arms. And, and I looked into her face. She looked at me and she said to me, your name is, is, is Ferus, was Ferus. Um, you look like somebody who could learn belly dance. Would you, wouldn't you join my class? Next year, next month, I will open a studio in Berlin. And it was a stroke. And it said, yes, yes, I will. And um, from the first step on, the first little hip drop I made, I was in love with this dance. And I knew that this is not only a hobby. This is my way, wherever it will lead me. Yes. Late summer, 1985, Berlin. Isn't it so interesting? Um, these days, there are so many discussions about connection to your own culture. And like, oh, this is culture of one country, this is culture of another country. And then you are talking about searching for something that you can identify yourself with, eh? And suddenly it's belly dance, very different culture. Yeah. Do you find that like how fascinating yeah. it is these days? <laughs> I have to uh, try to find the answer in my biography first, in this personal, personal thing. And then maybe, um, and, um, his, yeah, how, how work now is developing since, the last 30, 40 years. Um, it's a very deep question with a lot of possibilities to answer. Um, I myself, I felt already as a little girl here in Germany with elder parents, older parents, uh, um, um, came from the um, generation of the, uh, of the war. Both of them were involved in this um, national socialism thing we had here. Yeah, and um, so I felt uh, at first I wanted to feel alive, very alive. 
and I was searching for um, something. What is um, how ca how can I say what is hold, holding me in a traditional way, maybe or in a social so social uh, involvement and and our identification also and 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 for sure it's um some somebody was uh, um has maybe uh, his uh adolescence and in a time where where it's not possible it was not possible to say i'm uh, i'm german yes there was so i was searching for 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 something which is uh, um what um was mirroring also my um um how i looked like because i looked also exotic i had uh, black hair and eyes like uh, asiatic eyes and um so i had this feeling that i like like a small this fabital of this little duck is uh, getting a, a swarm um <laughs> There's maybe there's something outside where I kind cannot find in my own culture, because in a, in a special case of Germany there was no culture; it was destroyed. Of yes. Yeah. So, um, in German, I could uh, I, I could speak. More, um, I can find more words for it. It's not difficult, but I think you know what I mean. Um, so I have to reflect. Uh, my own culture was in a critical way. I had to. It was necessary in my generation to reflect everything. On on the other side, I wanted to 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 find something what gives me identification. And um, in my personal thing, I need. Uh, I wanted to find a, a, a fire in a sense for life. Because I felt that I need to um, to, to find an artist uh, way of art to express myself or to find my place in life, and I found traveling. So I so I decided to to give up everything and to and, and to travel to Europe and build our truck, and that brought me. Um, from from twenty till twenty five um, to nearly every country in europe um and I lost my heart in the south of Europe and then stepping across uh, over the borders to uh to east to south east um I worked together with um italian it, italian german hell driver troop, so I was a stunt girl for Two years, and um, we've been um, at Cyprus mm -hmm. for three months. And in and, and on Cyprus, I I um, come uh, I met I come in touch um, with the influences of the Arabic culture, mm -hmm. and I spent my night time sitting in the front of my truck, drinking ouzo with a friend. And listening to the voice of Farouz was coming um, from from Um Kulthum and Farouz was coming from the Lebanon and from Syria and the raid in 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 the car radio. Ah, I can imagine it now. Yeah. Uh. Um, 
Yeah, with the moon and the stress and and the smell of gasoline <laughs> and Udo <laughs> and Udo and the voice of Uncle Tom and uh, Cyprus uh, and the guy from Cyprus uh, was closing his eyes and shaking his hair, waving the oh, oh yeah, and he sang the songs and he knew all the words because he was in Syria a long time and. Um, in that time, I had, to, had uh, I realized that um, you can create your own culture in yourself. Mm, it's powerful. there are no, yeah, there are no borders because we are all human beings, and this is the first thing you have to know. And then later you can ask the question, "Where are you from?" That's so powerful. Yeah. That's where, yeah, this was philosoph yeah, this was maybe the first thing what, um, I really realized in my young, and, and as I was young, um, it's not necessary to ask where you are, where you are from, and it's not necessary to ask you what sex you are. Uh, you are human being, you are soul. For me, it had this, um, um, this idea this uh, thing what was filling my soul in that moment was attached to the Arabic music and Uzo for sure <laughs> yeah in this moment <laughs> a lot maybe <laughs> yeah um, and 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 I came back from this uh, from from this tourney from this um, engagement back to Berlin because I had yeah, we, I, I wanted to, to uh, I don't want to spend my whole life as a hell driver. I wanted to uh, to go on. And then I thought, okay, after this years traveling and do exciting things um, and the danger to break my neck, <laughs> so that, um, I have to go back to Berlin. I have not to Hamburg. I was born in Hamburg, but... Um, Berlin was a place to be in that times in the early 80s and uh, this place without yeah, it was a strong, strong city because everything changed always in Berlin. Um, there was a lot of energy, breakout energy and, uh, and, and back to, to Berlin is my track in the middle on the street, I um, I wanted to find something what was bringing these ideas, these things, inspirations I brought back from my traveling in the new future, in the future, in, in, in a future thing. And then I tried out everything, being actress, being I want to to juggle. I learned to yeah. I really tried to to juggle. It was extremely not talented for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought to uh, to um, to make um, yeah, I can get a professional dancer. I went to a dance school, artistic dance school, and I wanted to get okay. I want a dancer, modern dancer, ballet maybe. Um, they checked me out. They, they called me to uh, ask me to do an audition, and um, they said you are not talented in movement. 
Oh. And you're too, too, too tall and too old. It's like 20, 24. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, um, I get pregnant. And that makes me more realize, even more realizing that when it gets birth to a, to, to, to a child and then to raise a child, to educate a child, that I have to have something what give me um, a, um, a hold in life, idea in life, and um, that I need not uh, to be somebody in life and to get a strong idea of life. So, yeah, but I get a break in nine months for to think about. That's actually brought my attention even earlier because you said uh, you basically joined Paladin's classes when your child you was still baby, like very, very young, just like a couple months uh, uh, born. And uh, many moms... Uh, after giving birth to child, they focus all their attention on children and basically cut out all activities just for themselves. And you went not opposite, but you approached it differently. You actually felt like you have to find and do something for yourself because this will be for your child too. That's beautiful. That brought my attention even earlier. Yeah, that was, um, that it came with a pregnancy that, uh, um, I don't, uh, th that motherhood is, n is not the only thing. You are a mother. If you gave birth to, to, to a mother and you have to feed and to give uh, physical, uh, things and, and everything you, you have to, for, for sure, um, you have to take care. But then you have to educate and to, f and, and to hold and to lead. And this needs that you have to be strong as a person, strong as a person, as um, as an individual. Mm -hmm. And this is extremely for for me. It was clear that is in my case it has to be like this, that I that I can give uh, a strong background for my child. Mm -hmm. We call it forebuilds. I don't have the expression now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not sure to translate, but I'm pretty sure some of our listeners, German-speaking listeners, <laughs> they may understand <laughs> you right now too. <laughs> but in any case, it's very powerful and inspiring for many, many dancers, many young moms. And by some reason, I feel after this quarantine and lockdowns, we'll have a lot of uh, young dancers mothers <laughs> so very very inspiring to to hear from you and in terms of development of your dance career you mentioned that from the first class you already realized that it's more than just a hobby mm -hmm. how early you start performing ballet dance oh, um my point of view now, uh, for sure, much too early. Yeah, the fire was so burning. Um, they could hold me in the stable. It was like a young horse. But I want to go out. I want to show everything. I can, yeah, I know one step now and the figure eight that I'm ready to start. <laughs> and, uh, the, 
yeah, this burning thing uh, brought me out to uh, to perform. I think the first one was about four weeks. Oh wow! Um, not paid, <laughs> but asked for from my teacher. She um, she had birthday. She made a birthday party and. Very lovely uh, Turkish restaurant at that time. Um, and uh, she asked me to dance. Well, that's a good show, signal. <laughs> yeah, to show, uh, to show the guests uh, the little choreography we, all, uh, we already uh, created to that, to that time, all the basic steps. And it was an honor. And I was... Oh, yes, it was, it was a big yes to do it. And, um, and after these uh, three minutes, um, the show without costume, just, just like this, uh, she presented me and said, yes, show what, 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 uh, what you can now and what you're able to do. And after the three minutes, the music stopped, but I didn't stop. It's <laughs> <That's> adorable. <laughs> 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 yeah, a lot of music was coming afterwards, so um, and it was not easy to stop me. And um, and after this, uh, another dancer, a close friend of my of my teacher, uh, one of this American uh, woman who was uh, building the belly dance scene in Berlin at that time, she came to me, Kathleen Michael, her name, and. Uh, uh, and she uh, just offered me from that time to be my mentor. Mm. Said, okay, there is something in you. Uh, we, we we could um, develop together. We can write and 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 cheat. So and uh, so I learned. I joined every class I can get. I was cleaning the studio for because I didn't have any money. Um, or not more. Um, I had my, my my truck in the front of the studio, so I could bring my son to sleep and to train there after cleaning for sure. And uh, so I had strong people behind, um, and who forced me to 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 get on and to get on. And with every with every class I get, I finish with every move I I learned. Um, it's getting more clear um, than the way to uh, to be a professional has to be to earn money with it. And um, so after a half year, um, the first I, I dance on the first wedding, and mm-hmm. the first. Turkish wedding because my 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 friend my teacher and my teacher said you have to to get experienced in that and um, and you have a good way to present yourself and to get connected with people so um, it's not so necessary that you train a very virtuous dancer you have to know the rules and you mm-hmm. have to be open as a culture. You have to honor the other culture, and you have to, uh, just try yourself out. We, we we gave you ideas how to handle the situation. Yeah, and afterwards I had to get to, to give feedback. <laughs> so 
more than joined belly dance classes and to uh, to get, yeah have the idea okay and now I perform. It was part of the play to uh, to go and dance to learn and to pre uh, prove it out in reality how it how it goes. But it's also really awesome how much support you had from your teacher. Not all dancers are, in this case, literally luckier because sometimes we have opposite scenarios that teachers are trying to prevent students from growth, from performing, from start teaching. And here you have someone who was introducing you to this world that's really awesome and inspiring to to hear more stories about this kind of teachers <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i know um i think that i was lucky in that and and di different um different ways um the first is uh that the belly dance scene uh, was very young at that time in germany um so we had a, a strong feeling of being uh, of of being together it was a really community mm -hmm. it was not a movement it was uh, we are we are well, we, we few people yeah we found something special so you look in another way maybe at yourself, um at each, uh, each other and um my um My my teacher uh, one and the, and the second is uh, I was uh, maybe uh, like a racing horse, yeah, a good horse from that stable. She wanted for the second she wanted to present me in cause of I'm the teacher. That was her decision, mm -hmm. and it's what it, and what a good way of thinking. Yeah, but I think. Uh, That I was so early, that I was so in, in this first second generation after getting after belly belly the start of belly, the belly dancing in, in Germany that makes it more open. There was a space enough for everybody. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and it was not so and and it was so not so necessary in that times to. Uh, And to fulfill a special standard of technique or present yourself, um, it was open, but more open, open-minded. It's very, still very inspiring to hear how much fire you had and how much desire you had, like cleaning the studios to take classes bringing your child in a truck in front of the studio and you had this desire what was your feelings uh, then you started your own school and studio or active classes do you uh, remember that moment um, actually um i never had an own studio <laughs> i never had i'm a totally freelancer Yeah, uh, I, I yeah, I, I joined in that time. I joined classes, and I decided for me it was clear that I will be an active dancer. So my 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 first idea was performing, and I did, did not know where I could perform. 
but that I perform and to earn my money with performing, with sharing my dance with a public and however public, but public. Um, that was the oh, 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 first idea to get identified with things, uh, to be a dancer, um, to dance for something, for, for somebody. And um, this was uh, feeded by um, a, a, yeah, a very kind offer from my from my da- from my teacher Ferus, um, that she sent me to uh, to engagement to a, a, a circus in Switzerland after I was dancing one year and a winter circus with an oriental theme. No, it was circus oriental. Uh, she sent me out um, in cause of my wish to be a dancer at first, but uh, then because I was living in, already in a circus track, so she said, you will be the right one for the setting because it's very special and, uh, and, and the rest will go. And, and another dancer uh, gave me a cost, lent me a costume for that time. She was nearly tall as me, so it was okay. And they sent me to the circus, and I spent two months there, um, with performing two, three times a day in a huge tent for two thousand people, with a hip circle right and a hip circle left, and one step ahead without falling down. <laughs> so in the back, in the back, a dromedar, and in the front, a magician who was spitting fire, and that was it. And I was in the middle of all the cars, and I decided that's it, that's my way. And so I, yeah, I danced in restaurants, I performed on weddings, I did everything, but uh, my my way was circus. And so I spent um, nearly five years. Uh, traveling with circus, uh, with circus um, rings, with circus tents, and I performed in the ring, and I performed for a lot of people. And um, what I really wanted to do uh, to be was not um, to uh, to be de- only decoration. Because mm-hmm. in that time, an oriental dancer involved. In a in in a circus in circus acts was on was only dance decoration and oriental dance is an even more exotic decoration. You are only only the assistant of the fakir sitting beside a woman, and I wanted to be somebody who went out and and had a real act. Mm-hmm. And so, so I was in this time. I tried to try to develop Oriental dance, an Oriental dance performance about ten minutes that makes yeah, it made the step from the drum from being decoration to a solo act, act a solo act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this was my way, and in, at last in circus. It was not so easy to get it. I, I get it in the la- in, in the end, um, but um, yeah, it needs five years. Um, then I came over circus to variety and uh, vaudeville theaters, 
and they had really my my chance to develop a dance style and a way to perform oriental dance it's in this uh, on, on the professional show business stages and there was no, no no time for teaching in that time because i did uh, yeah, i performed i worked i get money and i did research for my own thing Maybe I was very open already in that time for getting the influence from other arts, art form and dance styles for sure. But I checked out uh, what a strong energy is between the traditional way to, to present Egyptian dance, maybe as yeah, this um, strong woman that came out and entertaining people and they're really focused in the moment and there's a catalysator thing yeah, and they get alone on stage and you do nearly nothing because a friend, a friend of you was a trapeze artist. So what they can do, and I come out and stand in the middle and shake. Yeah, and I know that I have to do it in a way that the people may, uh, are, are getting the idea of pure energy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and was a real thing for me, and I did it for 15 years, only that. Mm. And and when people ask me, could you show me this? Uh, could you lead a dance class? So um, I did not want it because I had no idea at that time what I want to do with teaching. Only teaching for teaching because it's normal for a dancer. If you perform, you teach also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are expectations. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, for me, it was much more behind. And and I guess that this has to do with a strong um, experience I made with my first teachers. Because even for them, it was not only teaching me for teaching me. It was the one to... To create somebody and to want and, and they really gave away everything and um, they were so open and so encouraging and and they knew a lot about dance and they gave it to me without holding something back. That's important. And and this is what I wanted to to um, to do by myself. When I decide to teach, I teach. It's not a sidekick. It's teaching. And even after 15 years of experience as, as, as a performer, um, I, I realized that it's another way to uh, reflect what you're doing as an artist and why. It, only then you can um, um, be, be in, this, um, in this position yeah, to... to, to uh, to lead other people or to to teach other people, you have to have an answer on any question. Or mm. isn't it like this? Yes. And uh, did you find your own answers of why to teach? Because now you're active teacher. What is the most favorite part for you in teacher now? Um, the most favorite part? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, it has to do with the feeling what what I had what, what why I was performing. In performing, um, somebody asked me uh, one time in a uh, newspaper interview, "How do you feel when you're on stage?" 
and I answered uh, spontaneously, I feel alive and I'm very focused and I'm in a strong connection with the world around me, mm. in this case, in, in the public. And teaching means not only 10 minutes in this, in, in, yeah, in this situation, in a workshop, I can do it for hours. And this is so nice. <laughs> I feel so alive. <laughs> uh, that's so, so awesome. During your dance career, um, actually, I'll ask a different question. Roxanne, is it your stage name or your real name? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I my real name. My real name is um, Anya Maria Smith. And Smeet is a name is coming from Holland. Uh, my family is coming from uh, Friesland, the north, uh, northern west of Germany. Um, I'm coming from a family of um, uh, sailors. So it's coming from that side. I'm German, 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 German. And um, my stage name, Roxanne, for short. Um, I needed a name uh, with the first step, with the first first back step hip drop thing. I needed an, a, a stage name, an artist name. It was not possible at that time to say um, I'm a professional oriental dancer and my name is Anya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Okay, something exotic must be there. Um, it was my first uh, my first gig with live music in Hamburg. They the musicians saw me dancing privately. They asked me long story back. It was a disaster. <laughs> why? <laughs> but, why? Oh, that is really I don't I don't know if I can tell the story to everybody in the world. But um, no, it was like this. I do. Um, I traveled to. I drove back to Hamburg. I was on a party. I danced for sure. They played music. It was wonderful. The drummer asked me, Could, are you a professional dancer? Could we engage you? And I said, yes. That was um, about um, half a year of dance lessons. Okay. Do you have, uh, could you do, uh, uh, could you perform twice in that night? Sure. Do I have two different costumes? Yes. Well, that's all a lie. But I don't. I, but I wanted to do it, and I learned two costumes. And I came from Berlin back to that gig, and on on the on the way, on the way from Berlin to Hamburg, I realized that this is was not a good idea to say yes <laughs> to take this engagement. And um, it started for sure with the question: Then, um, how could we pronounce you? And uh, and I present you and and I said Anya and they said no that's not possible you need a real name and then I said okay maybe Roxanne Roxanne was an alter ego while I was a young was a girl Roxanne and they said no that's a gypsy name that's not possible 
Why don't you use chuchu, shishi, mimi, mama, the, all these uh, uh, nightclub, nightclub names, or you know, it can be Suhaila or Zubaida or so, so and I don't want it to be, I want to be Roxanne. And then we decided to, uh, to wrote down the little names, uh, the names on the little sheets of papers, and we threw this in the drum. So, and I had to pull out one paper. Ah. And that was Roxanne. Okay. Shala. And um, the drummer decided to call me Roxana. Mm-hmm. He made in that moment Roxana out of it. In cause of Rax and the A and go out. Yes. Long story. Um, the first, uh, the fir- already the first uh, performance was uh, no, <laughs> and the same, and the second didn't happen. Um, but I had a name, and I, I mm-hmm, a name and a shame for both. And um, I just. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Experience um, after this, I talked with my with my uh, teacher about this, and she, she gave me absolution and um, the engagement in Switzerland on the same time, because she said, "Don't don't try yourself out. That's high. That's high class to dance with live music. You have to learn a little bit, a little bit more, but try it out the circus. I think you're already." Mm-hmm. is okay for you and then I traveled to Switzerland with this name Roxana and I went on with Roxana and and, and I did this, this so, so many little gigs under this name but uh, more private and German their gigs are as more they uh, uh, they called me um, Rexona and Rex Horner was a deo in that time, a deo <laughs> Rex Horner. Rex Horner from Egypt. Okay. Uh, so I cupped uh, in my, yeah, in, <laughs> I cupped the A. So I was Raksan. Mm-hmm. And, and this was, uh, and this was the way it was. Then I went out with Raksan. Then I went to a second circus engagement and uh, the director asked me who are you and I said Roxanne that, uh, and what are you doing here and I said dancer dancing so he said ah oh, you're Roxanne the dancer so I was till that moment on Roxanne the dancer um, it is 10 years now of 12 years maybe um, that uh, a dance uh, um, um, a music ethnologue Somebody music and science, um, music ethnologist, um, and he and, and that guy is very involved in American, very interested in uh, um, the history of Arabic music. And he heard from me, and he was he wanted to get connect with, connection with me, and he wanted to ask me if I know, if I knew that uh, Roxanne is a very complicated. Uh, Turkish rhythm from the Sufi music um, and um, uh, Raksan means that um, was that was what is dancing. Hmm. 
it's the idea of dance. It's uh, the middle of dance. Oh, wow, and, so nice. Yeah, it's uh, 38 to 80. So it's, it's, it's very, very complicated. I didn't find the one. But they use it to bring somebody in the, in, in the mood um, of being right in the middle of everything. But it's whirling from dervishes. If you have the middle point, and this middle point is what they call Raksan. Oh, so nicely. So it was a destiny, I think, by the end, to come up with some name that actually has a deep meaning. <laughs> yeah, but it was 50 years, not a deep meaning. It was a, it was a name. And, and I, it, it was that fun, there's a funny story. Um, and, and, but, but, but I know that, um, that Raksan always was more than only an exotic image. Because if you are uh, working on stage and you're always working on stage, you know about the rhythms and you know about the transformations you have to do to, to get on this special, um, special flow, special focus you need on stage. And there, is, there are a lot of rituals. Mm-hmm. And and one is to put on your costume, and one is to make your warm up, and to make your makeup, or to put your hairpiece on, and so on. And, and the name has to do with it. Mm. And um, it and it's a gift if you find a name. In this case, it's not only a Sulaika what makes you more exotic. It has to do with the inner fire you have while dancing. Mm. And if you use a name, it's like a mask and acting. So it comes a bit over you. Do you think it's important for modern dancers to take stage names too right now? Because for you it was different, but now it's a different environment too. So what's your opinion about this? Um, I, I I can uh, I think uh, that if you need something uh, a little helper to um, to open doors to your art, if a name is one of these methods, use a name. But the, the story of the performer also we have so many nice, uh, 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 very interesting performer personalities here in Berlin. If they're coming from the 80s, they use names. So it's it's a bit of uh, a contemporary thing, if you use it or not. Mm-hmm. But um, in the case of modern dance, modern dance has a totally di- different history. Ruth and Dennis, for sure, the first the pioneers. Yeah, um, they used artist names, too, mm-hmm. to get... Yeah, to, uh, to build up an image. So, um, but the school, the way modern dance did, uh, t- took, and was um, to come back to reality by dance because they want to show the real things, the real life through dance. Yeah, they do. They wanted to show industrial problems and social and, and political things and so on. For so sure, yeah, there was no place for exotic decoration. Mm-hmm. 
And so modern dance or nearly all academic dancers now um, that throw away magical, uh, exotical things. They want to be pure and intellectual. And that means that you use your own name better, even better if you have an academic title in front. Ah. Yeah, there's different, different things. So, um, as a, when I, when I, I have you with uh, modern and contemporary dancers and, um, after half an hour of contact, they, they, they asked me, I, what was your name? Anya or Raksan? Mm-hmm. And then I and then I and then I answer Roxanne is my artist name, but I'm very identified with it because I use it. And Anya is my private name, and they decide to call me Anya. And in the belly dance scene, they prefer Roxanne. Mm-hmm. But speaking of contemporary, uh, in your at some point in one of your chapters of your dance story, you really decided to experiment and bring a lot of contemporary let's say uh, revision of your dance approach and uh, bring it into ballet dance uh, what made you urge to go into the world of contemporary dance yeah it was a development there was now a certain point in my dance career where i decided now i switch so um while uh, performing um so i came from the small from, from small circus rings to huge circus rings and my my way was even more professional more official more and um as uh, huge the stage gap i decided to uh, i needed other dance skills so um and so my dance, uh, my my performance uh, included, uh, including even more steps from other dance forms. I was influenced a little bit from ballet, in cause of the spins. I was, uh, yeah, in the position of the arms. I got modern influences for using floor work. So, and it was a development. Jazz made it more dynamic and so um, but it was always for me and for to make, uh, to create other dance and other tastes in my, in, in my choreographies. Um, the real switch came through teaching. Hmm. Because I, I was standing there in front of my first, in my, my first uh, belly dance uh, workshop classes. It was, I started more with giving workshops than uh, with classes. And, um, and they wanted to, um, yeah, they wanted choreographies for me, uh, repertoire, crazy things, yeah, special ways of present yourself. So, and I wanted to give this all, but after uh, teaching the, another spectacular choreography from ten minutes, um, I ran out. With an empty feeling, because I knew that they could not dance this choreography like I meant it. Mm-hmm. Not because not because they were not able to, 
it was because I didn't have the right idea to explain what I mean with it. Uh. Yeah, from from um, from the meaning, from the message of the movement, from the technical way of thinking too. And um, the old idea, for sh uh, for example, from um, I call it old now, uh, from that uh, ballet dance movements are based are based on the on, on the uh, idea of isolation. And um, there was something behind that. I, think I have to ask about that. I, I don't think that's true, but I don't have another. Uh, um, uh, but I don't have another con uh, construction for it. And I started to uh, to get a lot of research in uh, African dances. For for sure, at first, ethnic dances, African dance for sure, at first, and. Um, in African dance classes, I met uh, I met a choreographer, a dancer. Um, he teached uh, a mixture between African and modern, and uh, he showed me one movement with a certain connection between an elbow and your pelvis floor. Oh, there was an connection uh, uh, yeah, uh, way to think about the picture, an inner picture. And it was like uh, a new horizon while, while uh, proving that out. Um, that uh, in, the dev in the way, in, the his in the his his history of developing contemporary dance techniques, um, that every question I, ha I ha had in that time was already answered somewhere. Mm -hmm. I have to get on search. And that's what I did. And was totally, um, it, it was not even more connected with the idea to, to, to find spectacular moves. It was uh, inspired from, from the idea to find an explanation of this deep body embodifying um, uh, and this whole holistic dance approach, what uh, for me is the magic of Oriental dance. I thought at first I have to create huge spaces with it and to fill a huge stage with it and to get a lot of applause for doing extraordinary things. And, 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 Reflection back, I realized that it was the magic was in just standing there and doing a shim, as I already told you. It was not the spagat, it was the shimmy, and it was um, the source from what uh, the shimmy was coming from. And this is my uh, so called contemporary approach now. Um, I want to find out. Where is the first impulse? What has the connection from your feet from earth to do with your left ear? It's so interesting. So, and, and this is a whole, whole universe. And it's a lot of it. It needs uh, 35 years. And I'm not on the end on this uh, research. And, um, 
and somewhere the between in between steps um where i realized that uh, if i'm going on and this um on this ideas i cannot stay in show business mm. and i gave birth to my daughter when i was 40 and uh, this was a cut also after that i decided to 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 follow the way of the teacher because for me um this performing perf- to be a p- professional performer in re- really in entertaining business show business would have meant at that time that i have to uh go to a beauty doctor mm-hmm. well one is definitely about external effect and another thing that you're talking it's totally about inner effect internal effect so mm-hmm. yeah unfortunately it is indeed very tricky to combine these two worlds so i understand once you decided to go deeply into this inner sensations and meaning and connection it kind of sometimes goes in conflict with what you need to do in the entertainment world of balladins um for me as a matter in fact because it's all in circuits um at first i i thought i had to decide entertainment okay that's entertainment that's the form and this is something from outside and uh, the other thing is the inner way yeah maybe maybe um even a therapeutic way so in and out in and out as uh, different sides and as a matter of fact if you are uh so if i dance when when i dance i um try really not to now to 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 find my my deepest deepest inner voice but this inner flame these connections is really embody a feeling of dance technique where body mind and soul are coming together this is something you can put at every kind of form you want mm-hmm. and uh, so it's no different between hard skill techniques and this approach in in the um contemporary dance world there are a lot of uh, somatic techniques they're used by professional dancers because in 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 this dance world now it's a, a dancer is much more than just a moving body with special skills it's an old way of thinking and the, and, and even in the professional dance world it's big names of choreographers and dancers they use now um somatic techniques to um to to build up another holistic dance personality because the dance languages of the modern choreography they they needed now because it's all mixed together it's not only maybe if you have a classical ballet and you are in the corps de ballet you have to raise your leg on a certain point and good yeah but as a soloist you need more 
and that is not only be talented, gifted in a personal way. It means you can uh, really work on it. And talent is something what you can build. It's not given. It's definitely a combination. Although I said like, oh, it's one about external, one about internal. But to get successful in the world of show business, in the entertainment world, you still need to have more than just technique or pretty picture to get really successful. But it's interesting how often as ballet dancers, we go through the full circle. We start ballet dance because we are dancing for us. We start performing still for us because we feel how it makes us feel. We focus on how it makes us feel. We want to grow. Then there is little switch when you get really in the professional world. Very often we lose and we start performing not for us, but for audience because it's our profession. We have to. So we kind of lose, but then so often, so many dancers after that, they switch back and they still reconnect and find the ways to reconnect to start again dancing for themselves first. And it's different form for, for each artist, how it happened. Like for you, I assume, like listening to your story, it was kind of the decision to bring this, uh, uh, different approaches from contemporary dance in your dancing and also sort of like step away from the world of show business for someone else it can be different but it's interesting how it's the full circle like we start for ourselves then with a profession sometimes we may go more for the audience putting emphasis on audience than us but if you don't stop there, usually we come back still like and start dancing again, finding the way to reconnect for dancing for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and the circle will start new, so it's not finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about your current activities? How did last year... 2020 yeah. <laughs> changed yeah. <laughs> changed your dance life. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, first totally. I'm locked down till till March last year. I came from Basel. I finished the dance theater class. Uh, we tried to go on stage on Sunday, but it was not possible anymore. So so I went down without finishing that that uh, project and I found myself in Berlin uh, with the idea not to go out anymore and uh, not not to teach not to dance stay there stay at home for the motto for everybody mm-hmm. um, I tried in that time to uh, organize everything new yeah to put the class on that in autumn and to do this and after five days of uh, totally struggle, chaotic things, I realized that I have to stay home and I have to get calm. And it felt like, um, how how can I say? I, I was so busy till that time. 
and my calendar was so full of dates. And I was so in the struggle of life, but I thought it has to be like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly, somebody, it was coming from outside, not from me. As a professional artist, it's not possible that you say, okay, I take a break. Huh? Break? Break, break is some, uh, yes, when, when, when you're old, then you can have a break. Now you have to go on and on and on. And that was coming something from outside called virus and said, okay, you have to be home and you cannot do anything now. Mm-hmm. And, um, at that point, when I accepted this, um, I felt a certain kind of peace with everything that was very, very nice at that time in March. Together with this euphoric feeling of all in the same boat. Because we all stay at home. There was something, a clear fear and illness and everything, but uh, there was already a new inspiring uh, sense, feeling um, what was coming with that moment too. And I tried to, to get it, to jump on in my room here. What, what you see behind me, that was what I showed to the world uh, with, um, with uh, finding out how Zoom works. You must see that that when I teach, I'm in a re- I really wanted to be connected with the people in the same room. To smell them, to touch them, to sweat with them, to yeah, to be in a really, really human being connection. It's a haptic thing. Extremely, if you improvise together or if you do body work research things. That is really not one dimension. It's all dimension you can get. And from this approach to, uh, and now teach via Zoom. There was a big, <laughs> this is not possible. Um, and, and I'm 60 and I'm not so good with technical things. I'm, I'm fast with dance and slow with technique. And very conservative, I realized. And um, I had to, to open my mind for Zoom because I started in the uh, first weekend in March um, a dance project here at Berlin. We had already... Uh, one class, uh, one workshop, one module of this uh, theater project. We came together already. And um, this group of women, the dancers, um, we've been so hungry to work on together for uh, yeah, for the performance, the dance performance in September. Where I wanted to make a huge party out of it because it was my 35 uh, Jobelevi. Anniversary, anniversary of dance. Uh-huh. And, yeah. um. and, and so I decided, we decided on a Zoom conference that we go on um, with this project online till the moment we, 
are allowed to come together again. And so um, there was this needing to find a new way because we had a strong yes. Um, I found out a way to, to, to dance with people via Zoom, not in a dance class where I do my things and you do it in copies um, in a way of getting a real connection, very concentrating, focused on each other. And I lead it then through, and they lead it me through dance work, role finding, and uh, so material research things. Me on my bed here, they in the cellar, cellar with the dirty laundry. So, uh, <laughs> and um, and then in June, where we could come come together, it was only nearly three months. We worked like this in uh, um, solo face to face meetings. Um, we came together, and I put it all together in a dance theater piece. Mm -hmm. And um, this piece called Trance, we had the chance to present in a small circle for people in uh, September. And um, and now I'm uh, yeah, again locked down again in the third wave again in this moment. I started a new project on the, uh, from the beginning on online. This Wednesday, I will have the first meeting with first of the participants to three hours online <laughs> material research and finding and dance together. And I don't know where, where it will end, but it will end in June. And hopefully we can go on stage together with it. So I, I developed, I find a new dimension of, uh, um, working with dance through this time. Mm. It's a great ability, it's a great skill to be able to adapt to circumstances. Not trying to fight, especially these ones that we cannot change, but find a way and make good stuff out of it and inspirational stuff out of it. It's like if you are given lemons, make a lemonade. Yeah. That's what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Except that. Uh, except this. And I, I think that if you call yourself an artist, the professional thing is um, don't lose your legs. Yeah? You have to, your, legs, your legs has to be grounded. And uh, accept the situation reflect the situation and if you say yes to this you will find a way to to uh, to use it it's an inner red line it's a inner way you have to follow and for for sure you can decide like this or like that but if you decide that i follow my way um you will find in every crisis Something what uh, gives you inspiration to uh, to go on with. Mm. Yes, and this is and this is a special skill artists have, and maybe 
steps have set. Um, this is um, the uh, this is uh, the system relevance of artists because they don't go back to normal before. They will find out other ways to go on with the new experience. They will create since they are artists. They will create. Yeah, artistry is not limited to stage or live events. Artistry is artistry. Yeah. And belly dance is there no exception. And I think that in this kind of dance and all these different ways to present or to use or to uh, to show or to dance it. Yeah, we have since the last 35 years, this scene changed so much. There was so naive in the first, but there was so possi so much possibilities also. And now we have so many different styles and ways and philosophies. And so um, that shows already what creative potential is in this art form. And this art form was, um, and this is the, the pity, but maybe our, the open door also, uh, in cause of that the um, original countries, cultures, where this kind is settled, where this dance is settled in, um, they used it, it they're so... Um, they use it so much and it is such a part of uh, the societies and the social way, um, but it's not a, not a, a, a meant as an art form. And, and, and this is something what gave us the possibility also to create something new out of it. This is the danger. This is a bit orientalistic colonialism idea. La la la. Yeah. But it's, uh, also an open door because this dance for me it's um very very human there is something in this dance the biggest for everybody in the world because it comes from a deeper deeper inner glow and um and you find it in every in every kind of if you dance with the color rails or do tribal fusion or do yeah it's uh, it's everywhere in, 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 in the middle of this dance is something what is in the middle of the human being. And uh, I think that ballet dance, now this kind of dance, giving something in the world again, what we can use to feed us and to lead us through this crisis, if you use it. I'm very, I'm very thankful that I have this dance now. It's a great reminder for everyone. We have sometimes tools, we just need to use them. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for such an inspirational conversation and for so many reminders and fun moments and uplifting moments and uh, uh, sharing your story 
and your current experience, uh, uh, really thinking for your time that you dedicated to be with us and talk with us. And before I ask our final traditional question, because we have one question that I ask absolutely all guests, regardless of what we talk during the interview. But before that, can you please tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you? Maybe you have some favorite social media platform where you share your current projects. <laughs> Yeah, you can find me in Kreuzberg, Bergmannstraße 3. That's where I live. <laughs> um, uh, where you can find me, uh, walking with me, the dog. Um, I use Facebook. I have uh, not an account, but I have a site. Um, this is a small fellowship. Um, it's in German. It's not in English. Um, but there's Google Translator. I have an Instagram account, but I don't use it too much. I should change that. I know. <laughs> um, look at my site, um, Roxanne, R-A-K-S-I-N, Google it. Um, there are plants under the menu point of tournaments. And I hope that uh, I'll start with uh, workshops. Uh, March or April, maybe. You can travel with me to Italy to a small retreat, or you can join a workshop when 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 it's possible to give open classes. Uh, look at um, pronouns of um, theater classes or workshop um, or dance projects. Uh, come come to me and I have a small class of 10, 12 women where we develop a dance piece and go on stage together. Um, maybe, maybe we can go on the festivals and I'm sure that somebody will invite me again to perform or to teach on an international festivals and I will leave border in Germany, Switzerland, of Austria where I mostly teach. Mm. Well, hopefully 2021 will allow us to gather together and renew actually like live face-to-face -face activities. So hopefully, uh, let's hope for that. In any case, I will include links to your website and social media in the show notes to this episode. So all our listeners, you know, you can find all links there and easily connect to our guest. And don't forget to send a, a little message of appreciation for this such an inspirational talk. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully all yes, events, yes. <laughs> hopefully all planned events will come true in 2021. So let's hope for that. Inshallah. Yeah. And I would love to summarize with our traditional question. We partially talked about this topic, but I think it would be very nice way to sum up everything and just finish on this note. And the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again? So you keep doing it for so many years. Um, 
what makes me fall in love again and again. It's like in a marriage and a deep, um, it's like in a marriage or in, in a relationship. At first, it was an euphoric moment, moment of uh, when I say yes to this, um, it will, uh, it, it will create influence my whole future. And then step by step, I felt that I'm more and more at, more and more at home and identified with it. And in this little, and in, in, in this idea of being at home, with this art, I was finding every moment when I say yes to it, another room. I open in this house a lot. I don't leave the house. I I'm, I'm stay in this house, and I and I and I open small doors to other rooms, and even a opens this door, I don't know if the room behind is another universe or just a little, little room for to put on my laptop. Mm. I absolutely loved how when you start started answering this question, you actually closed your eyes. Yes, because this dance and what it gives to me is uh, my whole life and it fills myself. This is my this is my my inner thing, because Oriental dance with all these possibilities uh, makes me feel alive. That's it for today, guys. But before you go away, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends. And if you post it on social media, please tag me and our guest because we love seeing who is listening to the podcast. Thanks for being with us and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.